You feeling a little happier right now? Well, I already know from Pastor Andy sharing with you that you're familiar with the story of the Grinch. It was written by Dr. Seuss in 1957. It was a long time ago, and look how popular it still is, and there's some reasons for that. So what was your first reaction to the Grinch? He wasn't a very lovable character, was he? What do you think of when you hear the word Grinch? You don't necessarily need to share that out loud. <laughs> do you immediately think of the Christmas story or do you think of someone you know? Have you ever felt like you were being a Grinch? What made you feel that way? Perhaps you felt like the Grinch stole your Christmas last year due to COVID restrictions. And we're also hoping that that doesn't happen again this year. When you think about the Grinch, do you think about that green creature whose heart is two sizes too small? Or perhaps you're thinking about someone you know who's never happy about anything. Maybe there's some things that you don't like about Christmas. I mean, not everybody doesn't like everything about Christmas. Uh, maybe you don't like uh, all the pressure of all the things that you feel like you need to do um, between now and um, four weeks from now. You already have a busy schedule. Or maybe you don't like some of the Christmas songs or the Christmas music or the crowded malls or the commercialism or feeling like you have to get a gift for so-and-so or send more cards than you want to. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves to please others? Is that really what Christmas should be about? In the scripture from Matthew 2, we learn that the most religious leaders believed in the literal fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy. They believed that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem as foreseen by the prophet Micah seven centuries before. And yet, Ironically, when Jesus was born, these same religious leaders became his greatest enemies. When the Messiah for whom they had been waiting finally came, they didn't recognize him. How many today fail to recognize Christ? Perhaps that is one of the reasons why some people hate Christmas. The Grinch hated Christmas. Although the story never tells us why. Is hate a bad thing? Is it okay to hate something? According to our scripture from Amos, we heard about hating evil and loving good. Earlier in the service, we lit the Advent candle of peace. If we embrace peace, then we're hating evil, war, abuse, injustice, racism, and any number of other things that fail to bring peace to others. One example of something that our church hates is seeing people hungry. We hate the food insecurity in our midst. And so instead of hating, we love our neighbors by feeding them. Our food pantry serves people in this area three days a week every week, all year long. What do you hate? 
Do you hate some of the things that I've already mentioned? Or do you hate how you've been treated or missed opportunities in your life, pressures at work, or just how difficult your life is or has been? As Matt Rawl states, hate distorts our vision. Amos 5 is a lament and a call to repentance. Amos shocked his listeners by singing a lament or song of grief for them as though they had already been destroyed. The Israelites believed that their wealth and their religious ritual made them secure. But Amos lamented their sure destruction. Sin seeks to destroy, but hope is found in seeking God. The one sure remedy for a world that's sick and dying in sin is to seek the Lord and live. The people were calling for the day of the Lord, thinking it would bring an end to their troubles. But God said, you don't know what you're asking for. This day of the Lord would bring justice, and justice would bring punishment the people deserved for their sins. God hates false worship, people who go through the motions or just pretense for show. We're living sinful lives and using religious rituals and tra tra traditions to make ourselves look good. God will despise our worship and will not accept what we offer. He wants sincere hearts, not the songs of hypocrites. When you worship at church, are you more concerned about your image or about your attitude toward God? Hate what is evil, love what is good. Hate is exhausting and it's unfulfilling. In the story, the Grinch will stop at nothing to make sure that Christmas will not happen in Whoville because his heart was full of hate for all things Christmas. He can't wait to hear the people crying and complaining, but that's not what he hears. Instead, he realizes the most important things about Christmas are not things. He could take away all the things, but he couldn't take away the real meaning of Christmas, which is love the love of one another, but most of all, the love of God who cared so much about us that he sent his son down from his heavenly throne to come down to live among us and be the perfect embodiment of love. Ask yourself these questions. What are your expectations for this Advent and Christmas? What are you expecting to see or not to see? Why? What will happen if your expectations are not met? Will you be disappointed or bitter or angry? Will hate creep into you at some point? Some point? Or perhaps might you find that there's room for your heart to grow? I think when it comes to holidays or special occasions, we want everything to be perfect. And sometimes our anticipation becomes so great that when things aren't perfect, we get 
upset. Whenever I do premarital counseling, I always tell the couples, I know you want your day, your wedding day, to be perfect, but it probably won't be. And that's okay. You know, if the wrong flowers are delivered or the limousine has a flat tire, it's okay. Life happens. The day does not need to be ruined. Finding peace begins right inside our own hearts in whatever situation in life we find ourselves. When we find peace within ourselves, we will begin to find peace with one another. How do you feel when your expectations are not met? Do things actually ever turn out better than you expected? You know, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. How many of you agree with that? Hmm, not all, some, not all. Perhaps it is true, at least to some extent, because people seem kinder, don't they? More generous, more loving. Bright lights lift our spirits, Christmas decorations as well, and Christmas songs and Christmas music bring us joy. And there's more goodwill among people. There are Christmas services and Christmas plays which remind us of what Christmas is really all about. Earlier, we heard Romans 12:9, which says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Most of us have learned to pretend, at times at least, to love others, how to speak kindly, how to avoid their hurting their feelings and appear to be taking a great interest in them. We may even be skilled at pretending to feel moved with compassion when we hear others' needs or become indignant when we learn of their injustice. But God calls us to real and sincere love that goes far beyond pretense and politeness. Sincere love requires concentration and effort. It means helping others become better people it demands our time, our money, and our personal involvement. And there's no individual that has the capacity to express love to a whole community. But our body of Christ right here in Hatboro has the ability to do that. And we need to look for people who need our love and for ways that our fellow believers, our body of Christ right here, can show love to our community for Christ. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. When you are afraid of your future eternity or God's judgment, you can remind yourself of God's love. We know that he loves us perfectly. We can resolve our fears first by focusing on his immeasurable love for us and then by allowing him to love others through us. His love will quiet your fears and give you confidence. God's love is the source of all human love and it spreads like fire. It's difficult to feel as though Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, though, if you are in poor health, don't have enough money, or 
Maybe you're unable to see your family. You know, three weeks ago, on November the 7th, we observed All Saints Sunday, and we remembered 27 people who have died within the past year. Since that time, we've had more deaths among us. Right before I came up for the second service this morning, I listened to a phone message. One of our members was calling to let us know that her husband died this morning. So, for those families and many others, there will be a feeling of emptiness this Christmas. There will be an empty seat at their table. A loved one will no longer be with them. That's when Christmas hurts. That is when Christmas no longer feels like the most wonderful time of the year. Things will not go back to the way they were. They will never be the same. But don't be afraid to reach out to others in your pain. You are part of a church family, and families are there for one another. Some of you may just want to get through the holidays this year. Advent begins by reminding us of the sin and suffering in the world. Right now, many are suffering and are those who are sinning who will ultimately be suffering. When everything is wrong or feels wrong, let Christ in. Let someone else in. There may be times when you just want to be alone, and that's okay. But at other times, allow someone to sit with you, to hold your hand, just to listen to you and cry with you. And I am more than willing to be that person for you. And I know that Pastor Andy is as well. You will be hearing more about this, but on Sunday, November, sorry, Sunday, December the 17th, 19th, I'll get this right, on Sunday, December the 19th at 4 o'clock, we're going to have a worship service called When Christmas Hurts. If you have experienced the death of a loved one or you're going through an especially difficult time, you're hurting in any way, please come worship with us at this service. We will remind you that you are not alone that God loves you, that we love you, and that we will pray with you, and we will cry with you, and we will hold you in our hearts and in our arms. This morning, we lit the candle of peace. Without peace, there's little time for the other three candles which represent hope, love, and joy. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Advent is a season of expectations and a season of waiting, waiting for the Savior, the Prince of Peace, to be born to be the light the Savior came to be the light to the world, and in doing so, light dispels the darkness. Jesus brings a peace to our lives that only he can accomplish. When you see the lights of Christmas, be reminded that Christ is the light, the true light 
Jesus came to deliver all people from slavery to sin. Are you going to observe Advent as a time to practice the peace of God? Or is your focus just going to fast forward to Christmas Day? I strongly encourage you to go home and take some time to honestly ask yourself, what do I do during this period of waiting? And then, what am I expecting this Christmas? Christmas is a reminder that God loves us more than we love ourselves. I hope you believe that's true. Christmas is all about God's gift to us in Jesus. Are you expecting to find Christ in Christmas this year? You know, the best part of the story of the Grinch is the ending, of course. Even without the gifts and the decorations and the food, Christmas still came to Whoville. After thinking about it for a while, as to why his plan did not work, the Grinch's heart grew three sizes. The Grinch returned all the things that he had taken. And then instead of grumbling and complaining, instead of being sad or angry, instead of seeking revengeance, the people of Whoville invited the Grinch to eat with them. They became friends as they shared a meal together. There's something special about doing that, isn't it? Isn't there sharing a meal with someone? And next Sunday, we will share the best meal of all together as we celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion. So when everything is wrong this Advent and Christmas, remember that Christ, the light of the world, came and everything is made right again if you trust in him and believe in him. Christmas will be what you make it. Despite everything that may be difficult in your life right now, remember the people of Whoville. Even when everything was taken from them, Christmas still came. It wasn't the things or the circumstances that mattered. It was the true spirit of Christmas, love, that filled their hearts and filled them with joy. Your attitude is more important than your circumstances. Two important things to have are a positive spirit and a grateful heart. And that is what the Grinch learned. Hate what is evil Love what is good. It's up to you to decide what kind of a Christmas you're going to have this year. Remember the Grinch and what he learned. Christmas is not about things. It's about love. God is love, and the light of Christ dispels the darkness. So this Christmas, and always, may you be filled with the light of Christ and the joy and the peace that only he can give. And may your heart, like the Grinch's, grow three sizes. Amen.